Hi, guys and girls. The Gobble Gobble edition of uh, On the Prep podcast. My name is Doug Fernandes. I'm with Scott Lockwood. Scott, uh, what do you got going on for Thanksgiving? You have family here in town. What are you going to be doing? Well, we know it's an abbreviated show when we can't even get the name right in the header. It's on the grid, not on the prep, Mr. Fernandez. But uh, No, this is the prep uh, on the grid. Yeah. Okay, but, first error right out of the gate. Yeah, that's uh, that's not a good. A little too much gravy. A little too much gravy already. But uh, <laughs> now it looks like um, some friends and I are going to go to Bush Gardens during the day on Thursday. And then when it's time for dinner, we'll be back in time and have some lovely dinner with some family and friends and... It'll be. I'm looking forward to a nice, relaxing evening. It'll be nice to have a day off, and then, of course, we segue into some serious football on Friday. What do you have going? Well, since I don't have any family down here, my one remaining sibling, uh, my sister, is spending some time with me. Uh, she wanted to cook for Thanksgiving. I'm like, what do you bother cooking for two people? So I think we're scouting out restaurants to go to. I know Bob. She handed me a coupon for Bob Evans. Bob Evans is having a Thanksgiving Day feast. But, you know, Bob Evans isn't exactly, there's not much decorum or ambiance out of Bob Evans. So what I'm about to say now is we're not being plugged by any restaurants, right. but uh, we, my family goes to the waterfront every year down there on 41 by right. the Dodge dealer. Sure. For, I, I don't know how much it costs, but it's it, you can't cook the dinner. You can't cook a dinner that tastes better than this for cheaper than what they have it. Well, it is amazing. It's be, I think it alternates between ham and turkey, or right. it's one of both. And I think you get... Um, a sweet potato, gravy, a stuffing, a piece of pie. The and it's beer, all for like $25, $30? Beer muffins is less than 20 bucks. Really? Yes. At the waterfront? Yes. Okay. Um, we'll talk about that off the air, but yes, but, if anybody needs a place to go on Thanksgiving, you need to go to the waterfront and make reservations. The place is awesome. Waterfront. I may have to give them a call. Yep. Uh, and you had a little segue into, and then there were two. Then there were two. We were talking about the games last week, previewing the games, and uh, like maybe some of us expected, Riverview won. And Venice won. We were both at the Venice game. Um, you know, the two games against the Pirates this year were close. Maybe that speaks to the fact that maybe Venice isn't quite uh, as as good as they were in previous years. But you were at the game. Uh, Braden River had a shot there, didn't they? It looked in the beginning that Venice was going to just going to that had running clock written all over it the way it started. It was twenty one nothing before the the green smoke. As I said in my story, lead faded away from the player intros. But uh, you know, Braden River tightened up and. Was the two goal line stands? You I mean nobody's ever done that to Venice, from what I've seen in the five years I've covered them. And Venice had eight shots to score from the two yard line and could not get in. And so their defense came. Venice Braden Rivers defense came up big when it had to. Um, they gave up one big play in the fourth quarter, and that was the difference in the ball game. And uh, I, it looked to me like Braden River was going to complete that comeback, and they still had a chance until the very end of that game. So it's probably the best game I've seen all year. Yeah, it, it was a very good game. As a matter of fact, when I, t- I have a story coming out tomorrow on Venice, I asked John Peacock, I said, have you ever been stopped twice on the goal line? He says, no, that was the first time. Uh, but if you, you know, the story I have coming out tomorrow, if you remember the Venice teams the last two years, whether it was Matt LaRoche or whether it was the two-pronged attack last year of Javon Haile and Bryce Carpenter, the story tomorrow is they're really doing it in a different sort of way this year. I mean, uh, Matt LaRoche set the single-season rushing record. Yeah. Last year, you had Carpenter with uh, uh, combining for over 50 touchdowns, if you yeah. talk about his passing and rushing. This year, it's a little bit different. Hayden Wolf, 
to his brother Wesley Wolf. Not quite the connection of Carpenter to, to, to Javon Hylee, but uh, actually they're averaging more points per game than they were last year. I did the math. They averaged last year about 38.5 points a game. They're averaging 45 points a game, so they're getting it done for many contributions. Well, they are. And if you look at some of the weapons that um, have come on late in the season, I, I, I covered a bunch of them in the early part of the year and then again towards the end. Um, Nico De La Costa, backup quarterback, who's turned into a rushing threat. They run uh, that wildcat with uh, him; it's pretty good. I mean, they, that, that he's—I think I've been—I've one of the games I covered. I think he scored three touchdowns against Palmetto. Um, Noah Carr, another one. He's been—he was defensive back for the last two or three years. Now look at what he's doing. He's catching touchdown passes. I think the injury to Sessa has something to do with that. Sessa's just focused on kicking again, and uh, they've been. It's just that's typical Venice. They find weapons. You know, the Trapani, the kid out of the backfield that comes in and does some things, and of course there's Brandon Gregory, and they just there's so many ways they can beat you, and it's it's I don't know. Plus we did the story on their defense last week, and their defensive line did exactly what they told me they were going to do in that story I wrote, and uh, usually that doesn't come true like that, but it did, and they shut down the Pirates when they had to. Yeah, Brandon Gregory had five touchdowns earlier this season against Charlotte. I think he had 26 touchdowns on the year. When you think of some of the backs they've had, Matt LaRoche, obviously it's tough to duplicate that. He's just a guy, a hard-nosed, dependable guy. Apparently, uh, John Peacock says he'll do anything that we ask him to do, whether it's just blocking or being a decoy. And uh, he picks up the tough yards, not very fast, but he's a dependable work a workhorse type, almost a bell cow kind of running back. When you saw him last year first coming around, you knew he was on the cusp of something. He came out of nowhere in the end of the season, the playoffs last year. And then when I saw him back in August for our, our preseason tour, he had put on, looked like 20 pounds of muscle. He chiseled, ready to go, and he's been even more valuable than I even think they thought he'd be. So quite a, quite a weapon they've got in Gregory. As long as he stays healthy, they have, I see them in the state semi again. And, and, and what John Peacock has always said, and it's not news to you, I mean, when you go into that program, you go with the expectation you're going to work, you're going to follow orders, you're going to do what the coaching staff says, and you're going to get better as the season goes on. I think that's one of the things that separates Venice from other schools. You have a mindset when you go in that school that, hey, I'm, I'm a small piece of a bigger machine here. Oh, that's the way it's been. I, like, I covered him full-time for four years before I came here, and it's you learn that Day one, I mean, I remember the first time I did started doing stories with him was Bryce Carpenter's freshman year. I was like, you're really going to be starting a freshman quarterback at varsity? And I think that turned out pretty well for them over the years. And if you listen to those coaches down there, it's obviously their formula's working. So it's got to go with that. You know, we were hoping at the game that maybe, hey, it would be a local matchup for the regional final. Maybe it might be Venice or Braden River against Palmetto. That didn't materialize. Now we got Venice hosting Tampa Bloomingdale. Uh... You think, and so do I, that obviously home field advantage, maybe if they're playing a neutral field, Venice has the superior team. I think so, too. I mean, uh, the Bloomingdale played some defense last week. Um, they're, but they're also 11-1 and like Venice. I haven't done my previews yet, so I haven't, because we're recording our show earlier this week. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that uh, Venice is going to find a way to get it done. I don't, you think you said they're averaging 45 a game. I don't see that happening against Bloomingdale. I think their defense is a little bit good. I mean, eleven and one as a six seed was kind of kind of st- strange to see that, but that district up there, at District Nine, was pretty tough. I think Plant City was the district champion. Braden River knocked them out, and um, so yeah, it's it's gonna. I think it's gonna be an entertaining game. I, I don't see how Venice loses this one, and of course, that's gonna set up the uh, match of they talk about every year in the state semi, and then that means that they'd have to make the four hour trip down to Lauderdale for that one.
for the Aquinas. Yep. You know, over the years, I've been down there several times when they face several opponents from the area. Yep. And down in that area, except for maybe once, uh, they've usually taken care of business at that field down there. Uh, Very tight quarters of a home field advantage. That place is loud. It's this the way it's set up. It's nestled in the very corner of that campus behind the fences, mm-hmm. and the press box is right on top of the field. Right, and it's just the way it is down there. It's just, and plus you, you're, it's the mystique of Aquinas. You go, you go there. I mean, if you go in the gym like I did for the volleyball state semi last week, a uh, week or two ago, there's over 40 state champions banners hanging in that gym. I mean, knowing that, it, and plus when you're on the football field, you walk by their trophy room, where all those state championship trophies are. They're overflowing the shelves. They're on the floor. They're on tables. It's kind of the. I think they've got the intimidation factor down pat, but they've got they can they can talk the talk because they can back it up. You know, I was down there covering uh, one uh, state semifinal uh, down there at Brian Piccolo Field. If you don't know Brian Piccolo, the Chicago Bear, friends with Gail Sayers, uh, uh, died of cancer. He went to high school there. The field is named after him. I'm sitting in the press box. And I look, who do you think's doing the stats for them, statistician? Dave Shula. Yep. Don's kid, because it's a big Miami hurricane, even a Dolphin connection at some point. Joe Rose's kid, the ex-tight end from the Dolphins, went to school there. So you're right. You're not only facing the players, you're facing the ghosts and the demons if you're a visiting team. Michael Irvin tends to show up oh. at the games all the time. Just When he when they played at Braden River, he was on the sidelines here. And I think Asante Samuel was on the sidelines that day, too, and just... You're right. It's the mystique, and you just—if you can overcome the mystique, I think that's why Venice won last year because it was here. Right. I mean, you go to the other side, and I think Aquinas might—it would have been a close game. But I think Aquinas might have pulled it out, but that tells you home field really does mean everything at this level. You know, that's sort of a South County game right here in the area. You'll be at the Venice game uh, on Friday. Uh, I will be at the other regional final game, Riverview Rams once again taking care of business against the Manatee Hurricanes. Uh, we weren't at that game, but just uh, reading Dennis Maffazzoli's uh, story, looks like the Rams uh, fell behind. Uh, four touchdowns. And once again, you, you rely on Allie Boyce. I mean, if you have an Allie Boyce in the backfield, I mean, I'm just going to give him the ball. The guy has proven time and time again that he's going to get you those tough yards. I haven't seen the whole story because like, yeah. it's been a little crazy. But I know that uh, the last time they played Manatee, he's over 203 touchdowns. So probably it was probably i think sam white did some great things too their quarterback we had a story on him in today's paper um they you give that's somebody it's the bell cow give it to him over and over and over again and this uh team they're playing in dr phillips defending state champion i think they've knocked riverview out for twice two years in a row exactly and i think that uh was it was here last year wasn't it they beat them and it's I, I have a tough time with it's this one's a tough one to call. I mean, you have Dr. Phillips coming in that Vero Beach was the one everybody thought for sure was getting out of this region. And they take care of Vero Beach, the same Vero Teach Beach team that laid it on Venice in the season Oper. So it's it just you never know with these games. I think that home field may have something to do with it again, but I'm saving my pick till the end of our show on this one. This one's tough. Yeah, I kinda thought, you know, I thought Vero Beach I, I thought one of us would be on the road basically traveling all that game. Yeah. And, and then we find out it's right here in our backyard. You know, we, we got to hand it to, to Coach uh, Josh Smithers at Riverview. You know, winning three straight district titles. Obviously, Todd Johnson was there for one of them. But I remember talking to him at the beginning of the year. Uh, this is the time of year we want to be playing our best ball. 
And if you look at the comeback, uh, Ollie Boyce healthy once again. Sean White looks like he's – I read the story. He says, I'm very, very confident right now, maybe early in the year because he hadn't played quarterback in quite a while. He wasn't confident. Now he is. They're playing the way you want to be playing at the end of the year, right? Yeah, the they, that's when you want – That's the, like they say, getting hot at the right time is how you win championships. So if they get past this one, they're – State semi, and I think they're going to be playing in the Panhandle against. If it's, I can't pronounce it. Waikia. It's one of those teams up there. It's I think they're number two. That's the highest ranked team left in eight A, and uh, they'll be in for a tough road. It's probably in the four hour, four or five hour trip up to the Panhandle. If I've got the math right on that, but they, uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a fun night Friday night. You know, Doctor Phillips making a second consecutive road trip. Yeah, obviously. You know, you get up for facing Vero Beach, you beat them, you're excited, then you get to get it up again to face a Riverview team, like you said, that you're familiar with, that you've beaten before. I mean, that's going to be a little factor in their favor, right? Knowing that there's this team you've beaten before, you know you can do it. It is, but you also got to think, like you're kind of just hitting that there, the mental letdown can happen mm-hmm. too. I mean, you may have overmaxed yourself out playing right. against Vero Beach. So, I mean, these are, te- these are teenage kids here that we're talking about. I mean, that. I, th- I think they can pretty much do it and get up for it, but you guys are in for a fun game Friday night up there, I think. Uh, let's make the calls on these games. I know we've had our lock of the week, but we only have two games left. We might as well make a call on this. Uh, you know, not to go against – well, to heck with it. I'm going to wear my local teams on the sleeve. I'm saying that Riverview finally beats the jinx against Dr. Phillips. I think they win. And I think Venice once again rises to the occasion at home and beats Bloomingdale. I'm going to say it Venice as well, but ah, this Riverview game's tough. And God knows I, I'm bleed maroon. I used to play for the Rams, but mm. I just I, I look back at that that Vero Beach game and I can't help but think if they had their number, then they may have something for Riverview. I think it's going to be a close game that goes down to the final two possessions of the game. Oh. Uh, I guess I got to say Phillips because if they were going to go lock of the week, we had to break the tie somehow. Right. And, and yeah. yeah, exactly. This this might give you the uh, the lock of the week championship here yeah, because if, we're, we're, if we're both wrong on this. Uh, I know for the last game, Riverview really uh, blew out all the stops. They had all their ex-players. They invited all their ex-players from their ex-great teams to come back on the field beforehand, before the game, have a little pregame meal. I know they want to do it again this time, so... I'll be out there. We may see a lot of ex-Rams at the game. I wish they'd send me out there because I'd wear my old varsity leather jacket out there if I could do it. I wore it to my class reunion a few weeks ago, which surprised everybody. Shout out to Coach Sprague, who saw it on Facebook and loved it. But uh, that's a neat atmosphere. I'd like to be there to see that, but uh, we'll be in well, Venice. Well, wait a minute. According to the announcement, uh, second and third stringers are welcome also. So Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a legend, but we did. We did. We, we helped out back in you the day. You weren't a John Legend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, I guess the only thing uh, else that we can sort of rehash a, a, a little bit. St. Stephen's. They... Oh, St. Stephen's, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, reading Todd Crenetti's uh, comments in the paper, looks like uh, they had some chances maybe. Uh, I kind of expected them to uh, to do it again, didn't you? So did I. I that's, that's how I called it, and it just right. didn't happen for them. And they, they still had a heck of a year, and they've got a lot of talent coming back with DJ Clark, and I think Williams will be back too as a quarterback. I think they're going to have some retooling to do on defense, but... They're going to be. They'll be a team to, to reckon with again next year, and that's not a good thing going there at St. Stephen's. That's nothing to be ashamed of. Now, wait a minute. They stepped down, you know, took a step down into the Sunshine State Athletic Conference, and they've really torn it up. Yeah. At some point, do you think about stepping back up again? 
Where would they? They'd be in one or two A. Right. Yeah, and that that's where they step down from. Yeah. initially, right. I think they're okay they're right where, they where they are, where, where they where they want to be. I mean, right. there's some competition there. I mean, obviously they just lost the state championship game fairly handily to another team. So. Right. They're, the competition's there for them. It seems like maybe, and you yeah. don't want to go back up to a level where you're getting punished, yeah. and the kids are getting hurt and they're getting discouraged. You're right. I think Todd's team you, is. You at end the up level. going to somewhere like a Venice as their homecoming opponent. Homecoming opponent. Yeah, how's that going to go for you? You don't. You don't want to play games like that. You know, and we got to give a shout out. Great season by the Cod Mooney volleyball team. Uh, it, I mean, you get up two zero, you got to be really, really confident. Uh, but they end up losing in five sets. Uh, you can say it was great making it to the final, but th- to get there and, and lose like that, a, a little, uh, it's going to be a, a little disappointing. I can't imagine what it was like being on that sideline or in the press room when that one was over. They were up 2 nothing. They won that second set handily. And I was following along on Twitter watching what was going on, and I think they even led some of that third set for a while. It's like, hey, they're, they might sweep these guys and actually bring back that championship they were talking about. And then you look up, they lost. The, they, another team came back. Trinity came back, won the third, won the fourth. And then I think they won that fifth fairly panelly over Mooney. And Mooney was always priding themselves on playing in that fifth set. That's the story that I wrote was a lot about that. I mean, how they can play opponents deep and stuff like that. But just didn't happen. You got to feel for them. However, they, got, they lost, I think, three seniors, but it's three very good seniors. But I think they have enough power where they might come back next year and do it again. They really, they really are building something over there at Kamimoni. Uh, yeah, Chad Sutton has it going in the right direction. I read the comments afterwards. You know, you hate to hear comments like, well, we got up 2 nothing, and we sort of took our foot off the gas. We took our foot off their throat. Yeah. You get up 2 nothing. that's when you really want to, you know, hit Jam- the accelerator. Hammer down, yeah. And hammer down. But who, who knows? Maybe they let up. And uh, and that's all an opponent needs. They sense that uh, you're letting up a little bit, and they capitalize, especially at home. Like yeah, that. yeah. It was just it's states like to say the state finals is where it just way it happens, and it's it's tough for them. But young team, they if they work through it, I think they'll be just fine next year. Looking ahead, I hope after Friday we have at least one team in the state semis to talk about. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously maybe Venice has a better chance in Riverview, but. Uh, we hope we're back next weekend. We also have ba- basketball. And I had a story uh, this week about basketball going on with uh, Logan Higgins. There's a player from Lakewood Ranch who did not make the team as a freshman at all. And he ended up being a manager. He's made the team. He might be their starting center. And he's got Division three collegiate offers on the table. I, that's, I think that's a heck of a comeback for this kid. So that story's on HT Preps if you want to check that out. And uh, I think Lakewood Ranch will probably be amongst the best boys amongst the boys best boys teams in the area like they usually are every year. So it is the time of the year for the hard court and uh, I'm gonna start thinking about that too. And tomorrow I have a story coming out on on Venice uh, High School, how they're making do with a sort of different uh, plan of attack and also my uh Every six, four, five week uh, conversation with Trey Burton is coming on, coming out tomorrow. Trey Burton played uh, Sunday night, and also the Bears play on Thanksgiving. Traditional early game against the Lions up in Detroit. I grew up; we all grew up watching games like that. Trey plays on on Thursday, but my story comes out tomorrow on yeah. how he's doing with yeah. the seven and three Chicago Bears. Yeah, we eat during the early games and sleep during the Cowboys game. That's the way it all. That's is. why Thanksgiving is so great. There's no commercialism. There's yeah. nothing. It's just turkey and tryptophan and sleep. And you wake up in this third game. I think it's Saints Falcons. Is that what I'm thinking it is? So if it, if it's anything like that game that was last night, which may have been the best regular oh. season game I've ever seen in my life. 
Um, we're in for a treat. But I'd, if they were to cancel the rest of the NFL season and play a best-of-five Super Bowl between that group, I'd watch it. That's how good that game was last night. It was a, No defense can lead to a, a great game, and obviously Cowboys are in the later game, yeah. as they've been for the last several years. So that about does it, Scott. Uh, we will be back one way or another next week, hopefully breaking down some more football action. Yep. So for Scott Lockwood, I'm Doug Fernandes, and we'll see you next week on, on the On the Grid Herald Tribune podcast.